Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode at patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 24th of May, the year of our Lord 2001. Ah! Space Odyssey. That's that song, yes. <laughs> Nearly real monsters as well. Yeah. That was a weird little show, wasn't it? That was great. You know, this is a weird little show. S Club 7, Don't Stop Moving. Oh. That's an order. It's not a song. <laughs> they were very bossy. Yeah. So Todd told me what to do. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. Uh, number one in the UK charts, REM Reveal. Oh, was this the album that had Imitation of Life on? That's the one, yes. That sugar you. cane that mm. tasted good. And the video. Sh- sugar cane? <laughs> sugar, what are you doing here? <laughs> it had the music video mm. where it was like, like a 10 second loop of things that were happening. Mm. And they'd zoom into different parts of the video so you'd see all the different people. I don't remember that, but that oh, sounds it's a interesting. great video. I already have yeah. a great video. And The Mummy Returns is the number one film at the box office. That's I'm why sure we haven't seen The Rock lately. That I'm sure will have no effect on not just wrestling, but cinema in general. <laughs> Pretty minor footnote there, really. And Red Faction is the number one game that all the kids are playing, going, wow, look, you see that wall over there? Yeah, if I shoot it, it goes away. Like, what's good that like? <laughs> it's a great description. Oh, didn't tell them one. Bang, bang. Ooh. <laughs> Good this game. Nailed Red Faction. <laughs> and the big news this week, the only news this week, is on May 18th, Shrek was released in theatres. <laughs> Unleashed. <laughs> Welcome, Shrek. Do you remember the world before Shrek? No. No, there was no world before Shrek. I remember vividly seeing the, ad- the adverts and being, you know, like that, uh, I'm a badass me, I'm like 13, me, 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 lads, yeah. We don't watch cartoons, none of that. And then one lad came in and said, have you lads seen Shrek? And we all went, Ugh, no. <laughs> We're too busy to be part of a biker gang to watch Shrek. He went, no, it's really funny. He went, oh, is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's all go see Shrek. Oh, shit, my family the next day got off the car boot sale of the dodgy VHS recorder. And uh, <laughs> went, oh, my God, this is really funny. <laughs> yeah. So that was all the stuff that was happening in the ugly world of reality. What a what a what is the little lad from Star Wars Episode One Racer was happening. In the amazing news-filled world of wrestling, because there is some enormous news which is going to affect things for a long, long time. Mm. Uh, but some much smaller news is, you're listening to Dulcet Tones of Matthew, who doesn't have COVID. Hey! 
Yeah, he's back, baby! And Tom Campbell, who hopefully does not have COVID. Not that or I of. if he does, then next week, we will both have COVID. <laughs> I tried it once. I didn't like it, so uh, I haven't had it since. <laughs> yeah, it's like almond milk. Yeah, it's, it's worth a try. Tom, I've missed you. How are you? I'm good. Welcome back to the Cold Art Classic Smackdown Review, Matthew Gregg. We, help, we, we couldn't do one without you. Uh, I'm good, though. It's nice to have you back. Thank you, Tom. We can't replace you like they did on the podcast. Gosh, what a what a snake bit couple of weeks it's been here at Cartaholic. Sweet baby Jane. Uh, it's it was been... like the, the house shows they're doing in 01. <laughs> yeah! I like, Ross is here. Hooray! Jack's not here. Hooray! Like... Matthew's not here. Oh, uh, Fraser's here. Hey, Sam's here. <laughs> Fraser can't be here this week. He's ill. Oh, God. <laughs> can't slip. I... Play an XFL game instead. I know how much people like... Um, Scrapped plans for wrestling. Uh, I'll give you some scrapped plans for the Cultaholic podcast. There was a brief moment in time where that first week where you were off with COVID, that I was going to host it. <laughs> oh. And it was going to be it was going to be me, Ross, and I think Kurt Angle and Fraser. Shield outfit. <laughs> and then it ended up being, oh, I can't do it either now. Something's come up and I can't do it. Uh, it was oh, Savio Vega's busy. <laughs> Savio Vega's busy. So Ross ended up hosting it. I think it was Fraser and yeah, Sam. Yeah. And then the following week, it was a bit more normal. And then and then it was back to almost back to normal. And then, as you know by now, um, this week it was going to be Matthew, Ross, and Fraser. Don't know whether you've heard. Fraser yeah. now has COVID. So it's, it was Andrew on the podcast yesterday. Like, it's just been snake pit here, mate. It's just been snake pit. Okay, it's a weird thing. The assumption that I've had like, is because none of my close mates have had COVID in mm. forever. I'm like, oh, COVID's not really a thing anymore. No, it is. It's just people in my bubble didn't have it. And now all it took was one amazing orgy of violence at Willie Bay Caravan Park. For it was an it orgy. It was worth it. And there was violence. <laughs> Pachiti strategically avoiding getting COVID by being so sunburned. <laughs> Do you know what's weird? Like, he looked like barbecue flavored crisps. He looked it was very disgusting. burnt. At that part. <laughs> Poor bastard. It's so weird how like the you know uh, how the COVID always travels because it's like Pachiti stayed. Pachiti was at the thing right into the late at night, uh, hanging around a lot with the people that yeah. had it and was fine. Um, Aiden, who left early with me, got it. Right. But I left with Aiden and I didn't. So it's just like it's so weird how some people are more susceptible mm. and others are. But we're now at a point where. It's less like of a, a horrifying thing because back when, you know, when there was, I think we may have had like an, a another COVID outbreak here around 01, mm. sorry, 2021. And uh, it was a case of, I remember somebody got it in the office and I came in early and just sort of cleaned, like bleached everything, like out of fear of like, make sure, and nobody else gets it, we'll bleach everything. Mm. Um, and a few people work from home to be sure. Whereas this time, like people are getting it and we're still like cleaning the areas because you should, because it's just sensible to do, but there's sort of less of a state of panic yeah. and the people who are getting it, uh, and we're very lucky in the sense they just go, oh, I've just got the two red lines. Like I'm, I'm all right. I've just got to wait till they go. Because mm. you, because I, my experience of COVID was very different to yours because I had, I felt really run down like the day after Double or Nothing. Like I was like on my ass. And I did that Cultaholic live show mm. with Andrew with that, knowing, without knowing I had COVID. And I was just like, I feel like death, but we're yeah. going to, I'm just going to take as much, I had a lot of sugar and, and massive coffee just to get through it. Went home, went, oh yeah, I got COVID. I just felt like death. And I was awful the next day. And then the day after that, I just had a cough, but I was fine. Yeah. And I was just waiting for the, the two red lines to disappear. Your experience is a bit more aggressive than mine. Well, yeah. So did the thing on 
uh, did Friday stayed over left on Saturday. Then mm. did another shift. Of the this, is, this, is, work, the, this yeah. is for the uh, the Whitley orgy. Yeah, and then uh, did normal shift and felt run down. But also like I feel run down because I consume lots of alcohol and lots mm. of barbecue meat. So burn the candle at both ends. That's why I feel bad. Burn the meat at both. Then ends. the next day, excuse me. Next day, uh, and I, I rarely go to get my coffee from a, a Costa or a Starbucks or anything like that because one thing I look at it and go, oh, total money that. And two is it generally doesn't taste how I want it to taste. Mm. But because I was like. Okay, I've I've woke up properly and I you know need to do the things I need to do, but I'm like I woke up late, but I want a coffee. Oh what the hell this cost near me. So on the Saturday I had one and they have like the three specials. It's like the one with coconut milk, one with oat milk, or whatever. All right, cool, I'll have that one. And I was like, okay, it wasn't that bad actually. So yeah. the next day I had one. And I really need a double or triple. I need to be a Karen basically, was like because I said <laughs> can I have that with coconut milk anyway. Uh, and then they, like she did the thing where she went, all right, can you put that through? And she went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I was getting was after I drank it and started feeling bad was oh. they knew I said coconut milk, right? She told her coconut milk, right? And that's all I thought was I've been poisoned. Costa's got us. They've cost us my life. A mistake like that could be deadly. It's happened. I'm, but then I started feeling bad, but I'm like, I'm not sure if it was that or it was COVID because it hit that quick. Right. I went from on to off like a dim switch. So I assumed it'd be that. Mm. And then I wake up the next day and I had near sleep. My stomach feels like someone's playing Rhino's theme. And I'm like, bum, 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 bum. I'm like, oh, God, they're poisoning me. I hate them. I'm going to throw a brick through the window <laughs> and all this. Um, and that's, all this stuff. That's, and then that's, I'm the, like, that's the Bishop Auckland strongly worded email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they'll see that bring goes, oh, it's that one lad with the coconut milk. Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, it's him again. Oh, it's Matthew. And, the, and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, 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 this is bad, this. And then... Just carried on. And then the really bad cough kicked in. I'm like, oh, this might not be food poisoning after mm. all. But I was so run down. All I've been watching is Star Wars, uh, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. You've been like just Binging chomping it. through episodes yeah. of Deep Space Nine. But it helps because it, t- it let me know what time it was in the day or how long time had passed. Because I lay on the couch <laughs> the first day and I boiled pasta shapes, drained them, and then had a bowl of them. And I know it took me four hours to eat them because I watched four episodes of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> it was better than a clock. Wow. How long have you been here? How long have you been here, Matthew? I've been here for two seasons. I don't know, but they're, <laughs> they're not fighting the Klingons anymore. So, <laughs> And I've got a beard. Wow. So, yeah. Time passes by so, yeah, Deep But Space luckily, Nine. like I said, touch wood, I'm feeling all right yeah, now. You That's seem fine. All I can say is, I'm almost like getting Buddhism. I'm feeling good now in the moment. Can't mm. be thinking about the... Uh, tomorrow or the next week or you know take it in the, the moment the yeah. infinite or anything like that but now feeling good now can't wait to be doing the cover of the classic Smackdown review with yourself Yay. and you do that lovely thing where you let us know what was happening in the wonderful world of wrestling to I, set the scene I do indeed but I've got some breaking news oh, no. before we start today some really so this is I haven't told you this yet because I've seen you we've had a you've oh, made a okay. coffee we've uh, we've sat down it's nothing it's nothing like terrible don't worry it's like, I'm leaving no I'm not uh, <laughs> I get really rude when Tom says he's got news and he's doing a serious Breaking voice news, right we have a wonderful uh, assortment of um, weirdos that reach out to be part of the classic SmackDown review don't we like we do like we get lovely tweets about oh, it oh all yeah, the time. yeah we, we do, get we lovely do. P- we know people will send things that they they own from the periods that we're talking about oh, their yeah, own yeah. memories of stuff like that and and it's great and i i had this this idea of a way that I want us to be able to celebrate these wonderful messages that you send us more, right? So 
we have a mailbag now for the classic reviews. Oh, okay. So if you've listened to an episode and you thought, oh, I want to, I've got a thought on this. I was there for this. Oh, oh that's I remember, good, actually. I, 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 I remember this from this time. I've got, a, I've got, oh, you made an error here. Please do that. Uh, oh, yeah, that's uh, the best way to get feedback. That's to make the a best mistake. way to do it. All thoughts on the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review, the Cultaholic Nitro review, and the Cultaholic Classic Raw review, you can send now to classic at cultaholic.com. Oh. Easy to remember. Classic at cultaholic.com. It's a brand new email address. We are going to be doing more mailbag-based stuff, so when stuff comes through... We'll talk about it. We'll celebrate you because you're so wonderful in reaching out to us. I often get like DMs that disappear into the depths of mm. the of the the, the the back end of the inbox that I don't see for weeks on end. And then I'm like, oh, I'm sad I missed that. So yeah. this way, it's nice in front of center and there's no excuse. So Lovely. if you see, st- if there's something from the SmackDown review that you want to talk about, maybe you've got some artwork. Maybe you've come up Ooh. with 17 new Kane characters. Yeah. Maybe you've got the you've got a cheat code for Lilith Wars. Anything, Ooh. anything that's related to this podcast, fire it our way. Classic at cultaholic.com. Yeah. Nice. I like that. It's good, isn't it? we get lots of nice feedback. We but really it is, do. It, as you said, it goes in the ether. Yeah, and I don't want it to go in the ether. I want it to be in, in the ether. Um, so, the biggest news this week, the roster in 2001. Fucking snake bit. It's going great. Oh, no, oh, it's the opposite. No, yes. it's, it's, it's fucking snake bit. No, it's bit. great. Oh, no, it's right. Everybody's fallen by the wayside. Everybody's injured. But it's all right because we've got a couple of key people, a few pillars in the WWF that we can lean on during these difficult times. You know, we've got The Undertaker, we've got Kane, we've got Steve Austin, we've got Triple H, and uh, we've got m- many others, but there's a four that we can lean on. Triple H suffered a major quad injury on Monday Night Raw. So this came during a tag team championship match between Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit versus Triple H and Steve Austin. And as Triple H was being put in the lion tamer on the announce table by Chris Jericho, uh, it looks as if uh, that's where it took place. Uh, No, no, no. It's when he... I was in the ring, he... They showed, like, they showed lots of replays of it. He was in the right. ring breaking up something. We'll go on to the thing. But yeah, then he, he got it through it mm. and allowed Jericho to put him on Apologies, it, which is amazing. Yeah, so yeah. I misread this from Observer. Oh, no, so Triple H was making a save when Jericho yeah. had the lion tamer on Austin. Right, there we go. And he felt a pain, he says, like was being shot in the thigh. Mm. Uh, and this is where it happened. So you can see it on Raw, where as, as Jericho's got Austin in the walls of Jericho, something really basic, just a really basic breakup of a move and you, you you don't necessarily see a ping but you see Jarrett you see Triple H sort of crumpled to the floor they carry on the match regardless and then and they do the spot on the announce table and Jesus Christ that's going right. to exacerbate things when you do a lion tamer on the announce table because as we all know submissions are more dangerous on the announce table mm-hmm. uh, regardless of that he gutted out the last few spots to Triple H and uh, they finished the match the way they were supposed to. In terms of what happens next, uh, Triple H, uh, it was revealed the next day after a visit to Dr. James Andrews that he suffered a full quadricep tear and he will be undergoing surgery immediately. This will take, according to Dave Meltzer, um, Triple H out of action for several months. And the earliest chance we'll see Triple H again is October we won't see him in October. Yeah. That's very, very wishful thinking. But, jeez. And that's another bit. That's that, you know, at a time where you don't need big names yeah. going down, it's another big name down. I think more people have been injured than left 
old Japan for Noah. <laughs> it's uh, this no ah. Am I right? Hey. <laughs> Is your leg all right? No, no, no ah. <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. That's how he always talks. <laughs> But this kind of... I'm super laughing, but... This can't be overstated, <laughs> the importance of this. This ends the greatest run of Triple H's career. It does. We've literally, from the start of SmackDown, where they were throwing everything they had at Triple H to get him over, from the mastermind who puts dodgy face stuff to trick Austin, uh, to the guy who can do five matches in one go, to this, he's that, he's every fucking thing. And it wasn't working. Then they did the Steph angle, and then it worked, and then he's had like the best year and a half of any wrestler. On top of the company, the he's man been the best. the regime. He's been the pillar. Yeah. Probably why his leg tore off <laughs> from all the weight of carrying everything. He has had an amazing run. He will never be this good again. It's him being top Michael Jordan level mm. athlete are gone. He's not going to be Scott Pippen when he comes back. He's just going to be... Scott Pilgrim. He's, yeah, he's going to be Scott <laughs> Pilgrim when he comes back. Off. Um, and it's so... It's sad, in a way, knowing that when he comes back, it's going to be like, yeah, he's back. And then remembering that, the reign of terror, as it's called, mm. that we have that to look for. Oh, no, we don't. That was on Raw. So We don't have the reign of terror to look Yay. for. So, I mean, our, our dalliances with Triple H on this podcast will be sort of few and far between now. We'll see him a fair bit we in the run-up won't... to WrestleMania X8. It's been next year. Yeah. Show up. But that'll be the next time we see him. And then even then, then not long after that, there's the draft. He'll yep. float between the two shows for a bit before moving to Raw. Oh, yeah, before the... Yeah, actually, um, but that's... But that's... Yeah, that's... And, and at the time, I think we were all quite guilty at the time of looking at this period of Triple H and being like, oh, God, why are they pushing him? But really, when you look back on it, it's like, this is the best he ever was. Right, Meltzer said, like, oh, there's been some people complaining about Triple H pulling himself over everybody. Mm. I'm like... Um, yeah, he's one of the best of the company. Uh, I'm all right with that, yeah. you know. But then it's like he's gone. It's like, oh, well, sky's the limit, lads. Let's have Jeff Hardy headlining an old one. Great for it. But yeah, you don't know what's got till it's got. Uh, mm. It's got till it's gone. Even. But, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And it's also better. really knackering because they've been building up or teasing towards evil Steve Austin. And Triple H splitting up and well, doing that was going to be the thing. That was and where now we were gonna that's go. gone. And you're right. There's not a lot on top. Now what? Like, what do we do now? Yeah. Where do we go from here? There's nowhere to like. They, 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 there is a scramble. And and the Triple H injury very much expedites what we see in terms of how they treat WCW. Like one man's injury is very much the moment where they will go, right, that's it, let's just uh, let's do it this way. Yeah. Like that one injury really changes things. See, cynical accounts be like, oh, Triple H, smartest man in the game. Mm. Injured himself deliberately to avoid the invasion. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some tough news from uh, former Triple H running buddy, uh, Brian James, formerly Road Dog, who's no longer with the company, no. uh, got arrested this week at the NWA Mid-Atlantic Wrestling Show. In Conway, South well, Carolina. At the show. Yes, at the show. So he was, he was due to headline the show against the Barbarian. That was the main event. The it was meant to be. All right. He was doing an autograph signing during intermission. The show was running late, and there was a long line of people wanting autographs from him. And the promoter said, uh, sent a message to Road Dog over the uh, you know saying, look, can you just finish up in the next ten minutes? Uh, Road Dog responded very aggressively. 
<laughs> including some mean comments over the PA system saying we aren't going until everyone's got their autographs, you know, seemingly like good guy road dog, but also being a bit of a dick about it. Um, some people from the school asked again uh, if they could, because you know they could crack on with the show. Because he was, oh, well, what it didn't add was he was doing this in the ringside area. So they're like, okay, in that case, can you go and do it over there? Mm -hmm. And Road Dog's just being a dick about it all, and he's swearing and blinding at everybody involved. Uh, Thirty minutes late, the second half of the show starts. Road Dog ends up going outside uh, with Arn Anderson, who's also working this show. And Road Dog's really angry, and he's angry and he's lashing out at people. This leads to the police turning up, and Road Dog Brian James being arrested and charged with a misdemeanor disorderly conduct and held in jail for an hour before they let him leave, and he paid a fine. <laughs> because of all this, the Road Dog versus Barbarian main event never took place, and the fans weren't happy. There you go. Have you heard that one before? Uh, no. No. I was I was hoping you're going to say, well, it happened for an hour and they took them back to the show. They went back to the show and were at the main event. They said Dave says police were called to the high school for fear of possible fan violence because he wasn't going to wrestle. I can't see Road Dog wrestle. Fuck him, yeah. What, the police went to a school to sort something out? Doesn't sound like the American police. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a bit too topical. We don't do topical things. Oh, sorry. You're right, right. I meant to say fuck them. That's better. We don't do topical things here. Because we oh, don't... Oh, you didn't know? No. Yay! After all, we've spent the last week talking about a poorly organized wrestling show containing American wrestlers running in the Midlands. That's what we've been talking about this last week. So I'm glad that we can move yes. on from that now. I just saw your paper. Wrestle Express! Oh. Some Mate. things never change. And I'm holding on tight to you. The Wrestle Express group that is bringing in a lot of former WCW talent, including Eric Bischoff and oh. Sonny Ono, for its first show on the 20th of October in Coventry, England, have announced a second show at the London Arena. I wasn't aware of that. They actually announced a right. Not only that, but they are negotiating for pay-per-views in the UK, possibly a TV deal. This company does nothing. I'm, I'm going to try and find more about Wrestle Express. <laughs> History repeats itself. What is Dying it? Why, why do we never learn? Why do we never learn that just going, let's get a bunch of American guys together, It will people will come along. It's why all, do we never learn? Because everyone looks at those names and goes, ooh, big deal. And it's always some guy with more points in the charm section of his uh, profile than it is uh, knowledge mm -hmm. from the Dan Hinkles of five stars from the authors of NFT the <laughs> WES to this lad who may have been in his late teens who had never run a show before suddenly had charge of Wrestle Express. I think Bischoff has said like I don't know what you're on about I was never approached about this Oh no! There's photos of him doing stuff. Him and Jimmy Hart were definitely involved. Yes, they were. Uh, he's denied it but, now. Well, there'll be more of this to come. But you would have thought this was, you know, WrestleMania in the UK, the way it was being built up and everything else like that. The lad had an amazing ability to build up that hype and attention, and then yeah, power slam got a hold of him. One, well, this is this. You know, you've booked. Actually, we'll, we'll probably skip it ahead now. But oh, so I, Rob Van Dam, you've booked him. Great, and Christian. Christian. I seem to remember he booked Christian for one. Or he announced that he was getting Christian. You get mixed up. Is that not MLW? Is that a famous story? I can't tell if it's maybe satire this is, or maybe not. Maybe it's a few years later. I can't tell if it's satire or not, but MLW 
allegedly when there was an angle on Raw or SmackDown, I can't remember this period on TV, but Christian did an angle and went, I'm done, I quit WWE. And the guy from MLW tried to contact him going, could I book you? And Christian had to be like, no, uh, uh, watch SmackDown next week. And then Christian comes back. He's like, oh, oh great. I'm not sure if that was making fun of him or not, but that's the story I've heard. But no, don't think Christian Maybe, would be no, no, he's Definitely Rob Van Dam, though. Rob Van Dam, because he's Rob currently a free agent, but then he's not going to be a free agent for very long. So Power Sun pointed out, um, so did he get a contract with Rob Van Dam? Or was it just a verbal one or an email one? And he went, well, obviously not, because he's not showing up at uh, this event. He's going to WF. And they had Kurt Henning replace Rob Van Dam. That's the obvious one. And uh, I think even he pulled out. The, the, the final card you had for us Express was very depressing compared to what people thought it was going to be. But the fact we're still talking about it decades later, mm. I would love to get a touch, a touch that lad and go, all right, so what was this about? The world famous Wrestle Express tour. Um, was it Chris Brills? No, I couldn't tell you the guy's name. I have to go through Power Slam Because in that case, I, I, I need to retract a line from the Biggin and Wigan. <laughs> oh, you thought he was in the Wrestle Express? Because I remember mentioning about the Wrestle Express tour, and I remember uh, attaching it to Chris Sproul's. I might have been very wrong on that. I think that, I mean, arguably, there are, there are worse things that came out of the Biggin and Wigan than me mentioning the Wrestle yeah. Express tour. I was going to say, the funniest thing is, you can call it the Wrestle Express tour. It was one show. <laughs> what tour? <laughs> The tour that didn't tour. Take the tour of Greg's before the show. <laughs> Weatherspoons afterwards. There the we go. Of, hey, hey, some spoons are massive. You could That's easily true, tour actually, them. yes. Uh, we'll keep, I want to keep tabs on the Wrestle Express oh, God. stuff. Because it is... Seriously, right, okay. If, you're, if you are <laughs> right, if you are a wrestling fan with a fuck ton of money and you're sat there going, maybe I'd like to run a wrestling promotion with all the wrestlers that I liked back in the day. Right, don't. Go to a fucking meet and greet instead. Because all you want to do is hang out with the wrestlers, right? Go to a fucking meet and greet instead. Go meet them, get a signed autograph, have a photo. You will save yourself hundreds of thousands of dollars and several million tweets of upset and disrespect. You, I promise you, just go to a fucking meet and greet. Seriously. Just go to a fucking meet and greet. Or tweet the ones you like and go, I like your wrestling. Done. That's all. The, that's what annoys me. Is so many of them just go, I just want pictures with the wrestlers I like. I see fucking promoters in the UK who will hire somebody that you know full well, like outside of this weird fucking wrestling bubble that we're in. No one gives a stuff about. Like, I want to hang out with Chris Masters. Oh, that's no diss on Chris Masters, by the way. Quite well, like Chris Adonis, but... But if I was running, a, if I was running a show in the UK, do you want to hire Chris Adonis? Do you want to pay his flights to come out and do this? And, and, and no, no, because I'd rather have be sensible, have talent that I want around the country, and use them instead. Use the money there, not just so I can go. Oh, I could do a pose down with Chris Masters on my own dime. Go to a fucking meet and greet. It's just, it annoys me. <laughs> when, Does it, Tom? Yes, because this happens like every couple of years where some somebody go, I've got all this money and coming soon, Ian Pro Wrestling featuring Carlito, Chris Masters, <laughs> the great Carly, where Leicester Service Station, fuck yeah. off. Go to a meet and greet. <laughs> the best thing about WES, somebody did a tweet a few weeks ago <laughs> saying, I predict there will be more quote tweets for when WES cancels than tickets sold for the event. <laughs> And guess what? All I knew it would happen because he said, "Guess who was right?" <laughs> when he checked, he went, "Yep, yeah, 
Yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. I did a deep dive into the WES for the Cold War YouTube <laughs> a shallow channel. dive. A shallow, so I suppose this, a deep dive was 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 hot, was uh, unnecessary. But did a shallow dive into it, and it's just, it just. I mean, I mean, authors of pain. It's different. They're different to like you know your 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 weird indie cindies of the world who would just go. I love to run a wrestling show, and I really like uh, Carlito. So I go to put Carlito versus Will Ospreay. Fucking Jubilee yeah. Social Club. Well, <laughs> former, you know, Rusev Day announcer and current Impact commentator. It was like his because <laughs> his tweets about oh, Matt Rowell. It sounds guy. really bad because obviously it's really bad for him, but because they of, fucking put Coachman and Matt Rowell to do fuck off. <laughs> Coachman. They yeah. had Coachman at one point. They announced mm-hmm. Jonathan Coachman and Matt Rowalt doing commentary at first. And then they went, oh, no, we can't get Coachman. We'll get Tom we'll get Hennepin Tom. instead. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me. Like, but still him, meet and greet. <laughs> but it sucks. But every time I see him tweet, I picture him doing it like, mm, this is bullshit. <laughs> I haven't been paid. <laughs> Where is my money? I must have my money. <laughs> Can, I'm like, oh, sorry. Can confirm, actually, I spoke that can confirm that there was concerns about the UK talent not getting paid for, for WES. Uh, I've, I've had correspondence that they have been paid. So that's cool. So with that, and so again, like I'm, I'm kind of this whole rant is 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 like a limpet stuck onto WES as a subject. But they, you know, it's the authors of pain who are very passionate about wrestling. And at least when the show didn't happen, the talent still got paid. Most of at least the UK talent definitely got paid. But I'm talking about the the myriad of other wrestling promoters, the litany of other wrestling fans who just go, I'm bored. I had a sandwich one day. I could go and you know earn some money, or I could use the money I've got to run. Run the fucking working men's club near me and hire Carly and Chris Masters to come in. Like, <laughs> don't do yep. that. Don't do that. North is a brilliant example of a company that just gets it. And I'm not saying that because we work for them, right? Because North Wrestling has spent six years grafting and using talent that is based around here. And only on the odd occasion will it complement that that unique Northeast, Northern flavored talent and the storylines that they are telling. Only occasionally will they complement them with somebody from, from the other side of the world, from the other side of the world. Only occasionally. And that's why it works. We went to a show last week at North. It was the North debut of Scotty Too Hotty. Yep. And, and I wanted, and I, before anybody goes, oh, didn't Tom do a show with Scotty Too Hotty? And he's ranting about going to a meeting. Yeah, fuck off, right? Fuck off. Like, the very big difference here is that Andrew Bowers has run a very successful wrestling promotion for six freaking years. And he has used uh, British talent and supported British talent for six years in doing so. And on the odd occasion, you, when the money is there to do so, and when it's sensible to do so, pepper in an export you know, to, to, to hype an event. And Scotty Too Hotty was that one. And I think it worked wonderfully. Oh, um, got to, breaking news, Tom. Um, Tom, and, Tom Tom has heart palpitations after ranting about indie promotions. Oh, Andrew's just announced that he's going to have... Um, Chris Masters is going to be Fuck at the next off. show. Carlito. Greg, <laughs> Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> That's fine, actually. <laughs> Earthquake. Hang on. <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think he's a really up with uh, current events, him. He's, um, about, he's about six feet away from a comeback, isn't he, John Tenter? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Herb Abrams, he started UWF and said, Bruiser Brody be part of it. <laughs> He'd be dead for three years. <laughs> Bowers, if that's true, go to a meet and greet. Anyway. <laughs> go to a meet and greet. Anyway, um, on the subject of people starting wrestling promotions, Hulk Hogan! So, uh, they're trying to set up a... Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart have been speaking to Universal, right? We have a date, August... 
the something. <laughs> Hi, Universal. Hi, Universal. Listen up, baby. Um, they are attempting to put together a universe uh, with Universal. Uh, sorry, a taping at Universal Studios, mm-hmm. uh, a one-time, one-hour syndicated TV pilot for Hogan's new wrestling promotion, headlined by Hulk Hogan, and bringing in as many non-wrestling celebrities as they can, as well as wrestlers. Now, the idea is, if the special gets some interest, this could be a syndicated property on cable. So this is Hulk Hogan uh, starting out what will become... Um, XWF. XWF. Yes. XWF. In your face. In your face. It not could have been successful. In your face. Not on your TV. Not on your TV, but definitely on DVD somewhere. I'm, uh, so, well, that's another one we're going to watch Hulk Hogan build. He's building his own wrestling promotion. Yeah. Uh, he's hired uh, Hulk Hogan as the main star. <laughs> of course, brother, brother, brother. Right. I want to end on this because, right, this is either, and, I, and I've tried to research into get the back history of this. I've even contacted the author and, and had no response. Um, this is either the worst researched piece of wrestling journalism ever, or it is a complete parody designed to get attention for that reason. Okay. So this was included in the Wrestling Observer this oh, week. So it might be 2001 clickbait. It could be clickbait. Ooh, okay. Wrestling Observer writes, there have been some bad articles on wrestling, and for that matter, on every subject. But every now and then, one comes across that is so noteworthy, it may never be topped. Dave Meltzer here talking about some bad writing. Case in point is this article by Montreal sports reporter Pat Hickey in Feature (laughs) Magazine in Canada, which is the promotional publication of the movie networks, and he writes a preview to King of the Ring 2001. So for Feature Magazine in Canada, Pat Hickey has written this preview of King of the Ring. And I emphasize this could be Parody of the highest order. It is. It is. You'll when you see when you hear it. It could be parody of the highest order, and I'm saying that to cover my own ass in case it comes back that it is parody of the highest order. <laughs> if it's not, it's the worst piece of worst slash best piece of wrestling journalism ever. From Feature Magazine in Canada, King of the Ring 2001. There will be a new champion crowned at this year's King of the Ring. The eight-man elimination tournament is one of the World Wrestling Federation's most popular pay-per-view shows. Last year, The Rock slammed his way to the title with three convincing wins. But you can expect such WWF stalwarts as Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, and The Undertaker to play prominent roles in this year's show, June 24th at East Rutherford, New Jersey. The Rock? Well, he's a victim of his own popularity. The official word from WWF headquarters in Stamford is that The Rock, real name Chris Jericho, has been suspended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. Has been suspended. The WWF, which surpasses the best soap operas for creating outrageous situations and larger-than-life heroes and cads, has pitted The Rock against WWF boss man Vince McMahon. As we all know, the boss isn't always right, but he's always the boss. But the real reason for The Rock's vacation is that he's taking care of business. You see, Jericho considers himself an entertainer, and he's branched out in recent years. His credits include an autobiography that appeared in the New York Times bestseller list, 
list and oh. a CD that was less successful. He also he has also made his mark in Hollywood with a feature role in The Mummy 2, which is expected yep. to be a box office hit this summer. Yep. Jericho declined an invitation to defend his King of the Ring title <laughs> because he's being paid $45 million for another <laughs> ring... For, an, <laughs> for another regal role as the Scorpion King. The Rock did stick around long enough to take Break Down the Walls for the WWF Fanatic series available on pay-per-view to Bell Express View subscribers. So you know when you get Fantastic. two pieces, you know you get two pieces of paper stuck together. <laughs> this is the um, if you're a fr- fan of Friends, I believe that this is the um, the 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 Rachel Trifle of wrestling journalism, <laughs> where it starts as a trifle and becomes a shepherd's pie. When you drop all your cue cards at once and pick them up, <laughs> up it's the right order. Gary was never very popular at school. <laughs> uh, that's a hell of a reference. That is great. Forty-five million. I, I really, like, I, I, it, it could be parody. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Brilliant. <laughs> or somebody. And now, in researching um, Pat Hickey, I found him on Twitter, and the only thing I see otherwise he's mentioned about WWE was about a year ago, where he was talking about hockey, and and he he referred to one of the one of the hockey players as using one of those WWE fake blood capsules. So I don't think he's up on the wrestling. I feel like he was told to write a wrestling. Yeah. Thing and just went, oh, that'll do. Whatever. I feel like that's. You know what? Sometimes we get things in our job we don't want to do. I don't think Pat Hickey wanted to write about wrestling. It's oh, <laughs> great. I want to give it? Pat a Hickey. I want <laughs> Me too. Let's do it at the same time. <sighs> Magnificent stuff. So that is the wrestling news from this week. Obviously, Triple H being injured is a is a major story leader. It's a it's a it's a seismic change to what yep. will come with the landscape. But let's get the fallout from it from SmackDown this week with Matthew Greg talking us through this week's episode. Uh. Last Monday, 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 Triple H and Steve Austin, real name, Chris Benoit, talk about, <laughs> well, what a coincidence, wrestling, Benoit and Jericho. Who, He's wrestling himself. Wow, it's very confusing calling spots there. Just punch himself in the face. Oh, no, the other one. Uh, because they won the tag team turmoil match at Judgment Day 2001, the next night on Raw, a very coincidental match, uh, get the tag team title shot, main event. Oh. Triple H is wondering if Austin realizes he knows that there's the word team in the word tag team. Austin doesn't appreciate how Triple H is talking to him. I just thought it was German for day. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> anyway, it's that one match that should have had line of paper for you, but didn't. Jericho and Benoit versus Angle and Triple H. Angle, Austin, Triple H. With Jericho applying the walls of Jericho on the announce table and Benoit delivering air candor on Austin, but they're free distracted by the announce table shenanigans. In the end, Triple H goes to strike Jericho with a hammer, but misses and hits Austin, and the Canadian Chris's win the tag team titles. Oh, and also, and yeah, just repeat it back, oh, that Triple H is knackered. Triple H's next match will be the 4th of January 2002. Next televised one will be the 15th of January. Widdy wee, widdy ow. <laughs> We're in Anaheim, California, site of WrestleMania 2000, and Bull Buchanan having the second best match of the biggest show of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Vince McMahon is here looking particularly puppety. That's like a puppet. Puppet-esque. <laughs> puppety doesn't sound right. Vince guarantees good wrestling tonight. Ooh. Vince says it was a miracle that Chris X Chris won. 
And even more of a miracle that Triple H carried on despite his brutal tricep injury, which is a fair point. They insert some fake cheers into this because I think the crowds weren't cheering enough for this announcement as there's already a lean amount of headliners. But it's okay because Chris X Chris will defend the titles in the first ever televised, as in, as in on TV, TLC match in the main event tonight. Yeah, that'll definitely help the injury bug. <laughs> I mean, that did cross my mind mm. watching this back again going, everyone's injured. I know. Let's put our eight healthiest young men in a yeah. car wreck. Well, you've been in the main event. Whoop-dee-doo. You're not injured, <laughs> uh, injured enough. Injured enough. But yeah, and again, it was just a weird thing because the crowd were like, oh, Triple H is injured and out. Crowd. Like, I guess we're like, ha ha, he's injured. We don't like Triple H, but people are like, oh. Another one. Fucking hell. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> fucking hell. Bloody hell, man. We're 10 man down. <laughs> Can't lose any more wrestlers, <laughs> man. Even the We've goal- lost so many fucking wrestlers. Even the goalkeeper's on a stretcher, man. <laughs> it's all right, though, because we're going to prop up Steve Austin in the corner. It's all right. He's promised good wrestling, and here it is the X Factor. A two, <laughs> overdubbed or not, it's cool to see them in their three oh. months of existence. To very quickly mention uh, some of the stuff from Vince's announcement there, um, I remember this being the first time I'd ever heard about quad muscles. Oh, oh I opened it to me uh, in my stupid young brain. I thought, is that why quad bikes are called quad bikes? Because you use your quads to ride them. <laughs> some logic there. <laughs> I can appreciate that. <laughs> I was slash am an idiot, so that's good. <laughs> um, also, just cool. Well, yeah, use bits of wood to drive a four by four. Easy mistake to make, Tom. We're all like Jim Duggan loves a four by four. Um, crowd booed Jericho and Benoit. Now, now I wasn't sure whether they were booing the fact that Vince said they got lucky. When I, I think that was it, yeah. Yeah? No, they didn't. Okay. All right, all right that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, X-Pac versus Eddie Guerrero. Yes. X-Pac attacked Leader on Raw during a Matt Hardy singles match, so Eddie dunked him from behind to help Matt retain his European title. Has Eddie turned a new leaf, or does he just hate X-Pac? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a rematch of Sold Out 1997, Eddie versus Six. Whoa! You Mexican know, jumping beat. Yeah, that, that's what, what? That's what the announcer said as he walked out. Oh, oh God, right. Jesus Christ. Mexican jumping bean. He'd been very loser. Loser. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) it was weird because they had a ladder match and neither man seemed to really be into it. Mm, like, it was. I think the, the, it was not all right the optics match. weren't great for that show. Yeah. It was like a it's, a it's a heel night, and it just yeah. didn't really scan. Even the ladder was a heel. <laughs> yeah. I put uh, Eddie versus Six. More like Six to my stomach of seeing X Pac. <laughs> if these two teamed up, they could break some sort of loudness for these guys sucks chant from the crowd. <laughs> Eddie is so impressed with X Pac's clean shaven face that they mess up a DDT spot early. Um, it's weird seeing X Pac clean-shaven face, and he's still got his eyebrows. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> he's finally learned how to do it, bless him. <laughs> X-Pac lands one of his, pa- his kicks and sends Eddie to the outside and follows the crossbody as Nursey goes plop-plop. <laughs> what does that even mean? What? Now, for those who it's don't... It's a good bump. For those who don't know, right, Matthew tends to write these his reviews and his notes like... Sometimes a week or a couple of weeks in advance. It's Matthew the Professional. Matthew the Professional. So Matthew will read these like like a stranger has written them for him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't recognize goes, I don't recognize Shadow Matthew. Yes, he goes plop plop. 
It was a good bump. How can I emphasize that this is a good bump? And get a rise out of Tom. Nursey goes plop plop. Nursey goes plop plop. And miserable. Commentators spend a lot of time talking about the main event. Always a good oh, look for the first cool. one. Nursey goes plop plop. I remember Taz saying that. Yeah. Nursey's just another victim. <laughs> X-Pac misses a rolling swan ton off the top as Cole talks about Eddie's fiery Latin temper. Hey, watch out. Later on, there's going to be those fiercely sexual Frenchmen and really strict Germans as well. <laughs> as Cole minds his language, Eddie goes up top, but X-Pac kicks him in the ruddy face and then lands a cool-looking splash mountain into a face buster to end it. Taz is good at emphasizing Eddie was out of it after the kick. Mm. And he was. Like, this This really didn't seem to connect. Like, I feel the like kick I, did. The kick certainly did. I feel like Eddie got his bell rung during this one. And it just, like, even the, like, the finish, like, I like the, it was like a reverse, like, like a splash, like a reverse mm. superplex splash mountain type thing. But even, like, I think Xbox landed a bit awkwardly off. Bless you. Thank you. I think Xbox even landed a bit awkwardly from that. Like you landed bad in his one foot, and then everybody kind of went. When the finish went down, it was a bit like a dry. Oh, because I thought that's quite a dominant win for Xbox over mm. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I think that's it. Why? Like, oh, Xbox just beat Eddie clean. I have to kick him in the face. Like why? Uh huh. Why do this? And then weirdly enough, it's like makes sense in hindsight because Xbox will last longer than Eddie's current run. Which yeah, is this is the last singles match. Yeah, we'll get in there. Uh, we'll get in near the end. And we won't talk about it yet, but uh, he's back on next week. Mm. But, uh, yeah, we're counting down with Eddie. I know. He'll be back, though. Because that's what we could really do with now is more people fucking oh, up. Oh, God, yeah, great. Another two will fuck off in the next two weeks. At least another two yeah. from the roster. We don't need it right now. Two more plop plops. Two more from Nursey goes plop plop. TLC graphic for tonight's main event is shown, and for some reason, they're using a really outdated goth photo for Edge and Christian. That can just... circa 99. I've no <laughs> idea why that is. Their graphics department is fucking awful. They all deserve <laughs> sacking. Like, they're so bad. Like, I just, I don't know whether, like, did, 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 did the Paint Shop Pro subscription run out? Like, are they having to use, like, Mario Paint? Because they're, they're, sh they're shites. They're really bad. They're, WWE and WWE have... They've made some amazing match graphics. Like we talked about it last time we were together. The animated ones are phenomenal. But in 01, it's, it's so bad. It's either Mario Paint or somebody's cutting out pictures and yeah. put them in a photocopier. <laughs> it's awful. I don't get it. it was, it's Vince doing them. It's Vince trying to save some money. Going, I'll make the graphics, pal. Yeah. <laughs> hire, hire a graphics designer, please. Yeah, for one night only, Edge and Christian are goth again. <laughs> because of yeah. reasons. And then we get, you know, sees a lot of people leaving or mm -hmm. will be out of the company for one reason or another. But tonight, the SmackDown debut of Yoshihiro Tajiri. Yay! This is actually the WWF debut. I believe his first night on the books in front oh, of camera George. was ah. tonight. Because it wasn't on Raw. And this very much felt like a, an introductory piece. Big pop when they said the name Tajiri as yeah. well. Yeah. He speaks Japanese to Regal. William doesn't understand. Hey, William... Uh, Michael Cole was right. Yeah, there will be Japanese stereotypes <laughs> on the French and the fierce Latin people. <laughs> Tajiri announces his name, and as Tom says, the crowd cheers. Yay! Hey, it's that lad from ECW. Big And pop. that one time on WF TV 97, or oh, whatever. That's what they remember him from. What was he doing in 97? Doing the cruiserweight thing, but really half-arsedly. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Nice. He was Tajiri. I spelled ah. his name wrong. He was okay back then, but obviously ECW Tajiri. He, he went and, yeah, he, he found his voice and it was excellent. He did. Regal says he knows he's good, but he needs help. So uh, you can help me by please stop bowing. For so, because we hate racial stereotypes here in the WWF. Uh, go get me my tea and crumpets. Tajiri <laughs> bows and then leaves to go get the tea and crumpets. That's the line. I just, Regal, we don't deserve him. We don't do stereotypes here in the WWF. Now run along and go get my tea and crumpets. <laughs> and you know what? I think that, I feel like that was lost on a big chunk of the audience, but we got it. I feel like Regal, he's, his, his humor's so British and it's so dry. Yeah. Uh, like I listened to uh, Gentleman Villain the podcast and Matt Coon is an amazing host for it. Mm. Like, like I'm actually starting to prefer Matt. I met him to Conrad. I met him at Starcast. Did you? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. he lovely? Yeah. I hope he's lovely. He is. He's I thought he was going to be like, oh, I was. You know what? I was a bit worried because I thought like you might be a bit fanboyish around. He's not. No, he's a pro. He's yeah. great. I really what's, like what's him. Podcast Matt. Yes, but I really like him. I think he's great with Regal. But bless him, Regal is hitting him with these. Goons and I, Spike Milligan gags. I was going to say, like... And it, you've got to really be on your toes to pick them up. You, one thing that does not translate with the Americans, I've realised, when you go over there, is British people will say, English people specifically, will knowingly say something stupid mm -hmm. with the comfort of knowing it's something stupid. Yeah. And they know it is. Americans don't have that. So they'll be like, you know, that ain't true. Regal's a stereotype as well. Yeah. Why is he staring? And you're like... Oh, it's just something that doesn't always translate. So it's, it's funny yeah, to I me sometimes when you realize, you say something dumb and they'll be like, no, that isn't true. <laughs> like, oh, uh, no, I'm pretending to be stupid. It's that, I don't know what it is. It's, so it's, it's a lot about us. It's, it's, it's this sarcasm, isn't it? And how it doesn't translate so much. It's that it's kind sarcasm of... Sarcasm also, yeah, the subtle, subtlety is, is yeah. sometimes... But like, it's, it's the knowingly saying something that you know is dumb. Mm -hmm. And people, t I think maybe Americans take things at face value too often and we're more cynical to... They were like, ah, oh, 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 he's been silly. I remember there was they were doing an advert for for Blue Chew on uh, I think it was Blue Chew on uh, Regal's podcast, and 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 he's just he's so good. He said, oh, it was uh, so it was so effective. Uh, <laughs> my wife's sister didn't know how to get it down. <laughs> Matt, and you kind of, you can't see it, but you can kind of. Matt takes a beat. <laughs> he's just, oh, okay. <laughs> Right? There's no, yeah. there's no, there's no, he did one where he's, he talked about... Um, Regal, you've just admitted to having an effect. No, for <laughs> yeah. fuck's sake. Do you want me to cut that out? He was talking about his... He said, oh, uh, my, my daughters really like drive. Like, they love driving. My, I've got conjoined daughters. Uh, my, 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 sister, my daughters are conjoined twins. They really love driving. In fact, sometimes they go to England just so the other one can have a go. <laughs> and he said it and again Matt just takes a beat <laughs> he did, that's so rubbish he did, he did the classic the other day as well where he was talking where Matt was like how's your week but oh it's been bloody marvellous I've been uh, you know with the wife cleaning out the attic you know dusty old a few cobwebs but she's good with the kids <laughs> and again, like, I love Matt. Oh. And it's just him taking a beat and going, oh, <laughs> riding the wave. Matt's ace. Can't say, and, and none of this is a dig on Matt. I think Matt's brilliant. I think he's a really, he's, oh. he's an excellent presenter because he's, I've heard him do it. And it's something I try and emulate myself is that, like, 
and Regal, Regal goes off on so many tangents, but Matt's always listening. Mm. And he's able, if he hears a little crumb of something, where it's like, we need to go into that. He will be able to mm. to to roll roll it back. But also, he's very good at bringing Regal back when Regal gets too far down. You know, uh, anecdote alley. Like he'll pull him back the other way. He's very good. But it's just the, the the Spike Milligan gags and the the classic British gags that just confuse. And I love it. And this, this is, and I thought of all of that when the tea and crumpets thing went down. I thought of Americans going, um, "You realize you're being a stereotype there." Yeah. <laughs> it really is like. The guy that gets like things bounced off him by Groucho Marx is the old general who's like, "I'm buying my daughter." <laughs> <laughs> no. Ah, she gets her looks from her, her father. She's a plas- he's a plastic surgeon. <laughs> 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 that's, what, that's what I need to do. Shake his we should do a Twitch stream where we anyway, just tell shit gags. That'd be silly. Why would anyone watch that? <laughs> Thank you for that, by the way. Hey, it's great, mate. I was just about to go to bed the other night, and then oh. <laughs> you rang me, and I, I didn't know you were streaming. We were going to bed. We were both knackered, Alex and I, and I said, I should just go to bed. So we went to bed, and then you rang me, and I don't know, I didn't know you were on a stream, but I genuinely just decided to answer the phone and pretend that it was the Eurovision Song Contest, and I was giving <laughs> my scores. That was funny, though. <laughs> just sometimes I do, and then yeah. you went, oh, I'm streaming. Oh, excellent. So I think people sometimes think, oh, do you plan those bits? No, I just decided just to yeah. start... Just to pretend I was giving you scores for the Eurovision. Yeah. It was just Rodney Dangerfield jokes. And then a Rodney Dangerfield jokes from there. It was great. Uh, Good times, that was. Twitch.tv slash Matthew Botch. Oh, thank you, Paul. Twitch.tv slash, will be called the Holic. You'll be, called uh, Holic, yeah. you'd be in Sonic Origins. Well, by now it will have happened. Oh, bollocks. So, no, you can watch What it. a great run it was. What a, what a great run it was. I can't believe I got through um, Wacky Workbench so quickly. <laughs> and uh, what's the underwater level in Sonic 3 called? Right. You right, okay, yeah. right. I'm, li- I'm vindicated. Classic SmackDown review. Vindicated by this, right? Vindicated by this. Behind the curtain, right? When <laughs> when I did the Sonic podcast uh, over lockdown, I set up a, a group, like a hive mind of Sonic fans that I trust. I trust, and Matthew's in there, and uh, there was a whole conversation about how you pronounce uh, the water level in Sonic Three. And all of you, you and Maya and Sam Beddoes, who made the Angry Video Game Nerd game and uh, is an excellent video game producer in his own right, put me in his game lately, all going, oh, that level's pronounced hydrosity. <laughs> like, no, it's fucking not. It's Hydro City <laughs> because it's a city with water in it. Hydro City. And you're like, no, you all shout me down. And then... The, the truth came out from the man that made it. Yeah. And what did the man who made Sonic, what did Yuji Naka say? He said, I don't speak English. No, he didn't! <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> there was a big part of that tweet that was removed. No! It's not what he said. He said that, yes, but he went, I don't speak English. <laughs> But I believe it's pronounced Hydro City. He's there talking to his Japanese mates going, the English just don't understand our wacky Japanese humour. It just doesn't translate <laughs> over them. They're so serious. Now go, go get my tea and crumpets. It's Hydro City. Classic at coldaholic.com if you want to come at me for it. Did you actually do the Jeff Goldblum? How dare you speak to me? <laughs> I'd have loved that. I think Eugene Ackerman. Fuck you and fuck the guy who made nice as well. <laughs> 
I want Eugene oh, Atkins just to be just God. unnecessarily aggressive to everybody that tweets him. He's, he's almost is. I mean, he's. <laughs> I really love Sonic too. Get fucked. Eugene Atkins <laughs> shoot interview. <laughs> Oh, 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 I hate Sonic. What do you think about the guy who made Knights? Fuck the guy <laughs> who made the, the Knights. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck his ass. Fuck Balan <laughs> Wonderland. Or that Bob's <laughs> Wonderfuck. Bo- Am I bollock, right? Bollock. Bollock Wonderfuck. On Monday Night Raw, Kurt Angle recreates his Olympic gold medal. Recreates Balan's Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, half the crap he's taking off the seizures. That's the only thing I remember about Bollock. Look at me out now. I plant once. Paul and and never go, again. Paul and go, hey, look at this demo. <laughs> look at this seizures. demo that I've just found. Oh, God, sorry about that. I have to remove them. Burn it immediately. Anyway, there's podium <laughs> flags. There's uh, seizures. There's the little red and white blue thingies that come down with the cold bastards. <laughs> Confetti. Confetti. What, Confetti. Did you, what did you learn during your time off for COVID that has pushed the word confetti out of your head? Uh, Commander Cisco is the best. There you go, Star Trek dude. Star Trek Deep Space Nine has replaced the word confetti. That's right. <laughs> the thing that Cisco likes falls tongues, uh, and the thing that Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> we don't script any of this, box. <laughs> oh, how could you? And here comes the one man he hates. Yuji Naka, what are you? Kurt yeah. Angle genuinely Hick. believes it's pronounced hydrocity. Angle slaps to Naka. Hydrocity, here comes the city. City, 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 city. It's pronounced city. Shane McMahon arrives, interrupts to talk about WCW, which angers Kurt. I remember this promo getting criticized at the time because Shane is lame. So Kurt Olympic slams him off the podium and Angle locks him. Vince apologizes on behalf of the McMahons and gives Kurt an icy title shot against Kane tonight. This is how sorry it is. Uh, oh, this is on Raw, obviously. Then later on tonight, that night, even Shane interrupts and helps Kane win with the one arm choke slam. Cool, Shane! <laughs> but I remember, I'm not sure if you've got your notes there or whatever, it's an observer, but I remember people at Power Slam were very negative, saying Shane came out and just bored everyone to tears. It was a shit promo. And he's supposed to be a good guy, I guess, because Kurt's a bad guy, but it was hard to tell. Wow, Shane McMahon's supposed to be a good guy, but getting booed. I mean, he's clearly learned a lot in his decades Some in wrestling. Some never change. He's, he's, he's booked for Wrestle Express as well. Um, <laughs> so then Kurt, first of all, Kurt's so over the top here with this ceremony. I remember this, I'm showing clips like, mm. yes, got my medals back. Got them from Benoit, help from Edge and Christian. Fantastic. Yay, top of the world, ma, made it. And then here comes Shane to top of WCW. It's like, you little prick. I just, I don't know what they were hoping was going to happen here because... They've got so much work to do in terms of rehabilitating WCW in the eyes of WWF fans. Having Shane McMahon come out and cut a really boring fucking promo, interrupting a really entertaining segment yeah. to go, hi, here's WCW and it's great, it's coming soon. Like, you're on a hiding to nothing with that. Yeah. There's got to be a better way of doing it. And Kurt should be like, WCW, what? You mean the silver medalists? Whatever. Yeah, there's... there's, there's or like, WCW was bronze. If you can't, If you can't have a situation where... You you can effectively get over WCW in a promo with Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle. Here's an idea: don't have the promo. Do something else. Do yeah. something completely different, or make or, or don't make WCW such a focus. You can have Shane McMahon go, uh, "WCW is coming soon," but I'm not here on WCW business. I'm here. 
Yeah. Talk to, make Kurt Angle an overture to join WCW. Make that the reason right. that you're out there and you go, hey, my dad is missed, you know, he's mistreated you. You lost your medals in the WWF. You wouldn't have lost them on my watch. Yeah, Come yeah. over to WCW, become the become the world champion, hold one of the most prestigious world titles in history. Come and join us there. Make the whole thing an overture to Shane. And, and Kurt Angle can look as look as if he's thinking about it and then go. You know, or imagine yourself number one on the top of the podium as as I'm your world champion. Shane gets up there, fuck off, angle yeah. slam off the podium. Hey, you know there what? You go. That gold medal looks pretty. You know what looked pretty around your waist? The ten pounds of gold. Sweet Charlotte. But it That's doesn't the work. World title a bit. Like. There we go. <laughs> oh, but, I just got that. But also, it doesn't work because Shane is a very boring bastard. Really, and boring. Kurt Angle is Kurt Angle. Backstage after the segment, getting recap and everything. Kurt is looking. For Shane McMahon. He bumps into Coach and asks him if he's seen him. Coach hasn't. Kurt tells him, if you're lying, then you're lying to America. <laughs> I'm supposed to boo this man. Was that Freddie Prince Jr. next to him? Next to Coach? I think it might have been. I wasn't. I was looking at Kurt. There was a writer next to him. There was a producer next to him. I thought it, I thought it was Freddie Prince Jr. Good ah. time. Let me know. Cult, uh, classic at cultaholics.com. Yeah. Thank you, Freddie. You obviously listen to this. Thank you. He's yelling at his, uh, his phone now, going, yes, it was me. It was me! Oh, do I have to email you now? God. <laughs> Classic. I was going to DM you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spike Dudley is begging his family to rethink this thing with Molly. Apparently, Molly cost the Dudleys a match on Raw, so Devon promised to put her through a table. Bubba nearly calls her a B-word, but Spike shuts him up. Like shaft. <laughs> we then get an RC Cola corn syrup of the week moment. <laughs> corn syrup. It's Crash drop kicking a table into the Dudleys, followed by Molly removing the ring bell from Crash, which Hardcore then grabs from her and bonks Bubba to win. So vicariously, the Dudleys are right. Devon then washes the footage and goes, Oh, I see now, Spike, you were right. I apologize. <laughs> God bless RC Cola. <laughs> and they're all friends again. 
that bit didn't happen. No. I'm sad it didn't. No. When, when, if I was a wrestler in, in sort of the early noughties, I'd make a point to watch the show as it was going out live, just in case I missed, if, if there was, or if there was a misunderstanding between me and a wrestler that I thought I was friends with. He hit me. Why did he hit me? I could jump to the conclusion that now he despises me. I might just watch Raw and just see whether they, they replay anything. I bumped into, ah, well, I'm glad I didn't fly off the handle. Because that seems like a very clear <sighs> misunderstanding. I mean, I watch it. You'd be the oh. guy that goes to fucking Shakespeare and goes, well, why does Othello not just ask Iago what happened? <laughs> <laughs> but Othello, don't trust him. <laughs> Othello, what's the RC Cola replay? Iago's going to hear you with a chair. What's the 1800 <laughs> collect smack of the night? <laughs> Caesar, what's the backstage <laughs> segments? Brutus is a fuck. <laughs> I am a Yarko. Well, I'm not betraying me, best friend. I drink RC Cola. <laughs> ah. Kurt asks Molly if she's seen Shane and reminds him what he did to her cousin's arm so he she better not lie to him. <laughs> Spike, Spike hears Kurt being a dick and tells him to leave her alone. Leave my girlfriend leave alone. Leave my girlfriend alone. And so Kurt goes, what is this? Saved by the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Which I realise, not only is that a funny reference to another teen drama thing, comedy thing, but that's how they lost the match on Raw. It's because Molly took the bell. Yeah! I, I don't know whether that was a deliberate. What but... is this? Caused by the bell. <laughs> so Spike challenges Kurt Angle here and now to a match. And Spike, serious, because he walks to the ring from where they're on the backstage area. Uh, and Kurt goes, oh, all right then, lad. So they both walk from that back bit through the curtains, through the, through the crowd, into the ring. And that is such a cool looking It's segment. a great So Before we go any deeper into it, uh, I want to address, uh, and I'm going to, I'm on my phone because I'm when pulling up. When I wake up, up in the morning I'm, and my alarm is I'm pulling up the segment because I know, Matthew, it would have been a while since you watched this. I want to address some of the NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> In this segment. So if you're watching this, if you watched with us on the... All right, it was our pretty thing, prince, so who, uh, who else we got? We've got the guy from Scream. 21 minutes and... Let me see. Let me get the right time frame for it. So you're going to go from to... from Fraser's in the background. Smackdown, May 24th, 2001. And if you want to watch along with us, it's uh, 22 minutes in. If you start watching there, you'll see in the background a random guy wearing a leather jacket sat at a table... That looks like, like a standee. Not really paying it, but looking over with one cautious eye to these three having an argument. Then on the right-hand side, you have a guy clearly on holiday wearing a lovely holiday shirt and well, a rucksack. One of the bushwhackers. Also watching from a distance. And I don't know who these two are, but this is happening. They're watching, and then as Spike turns away, you see next to Kurt Angle, another bloke just leaning against a locker. Looking pensively as these three argue. Who are they? Why? <laughs> Why are they? Because it's like the leather jacket guy sat at the table trying to look like he's not there. The guy leaning against the locker, think like in a pensive, thoughtful moment, yeah. and then some old boy wearing like a colourful shirt with a rucksack on, <laughs> looking straight down the camera like that guy at the last in the last episode of The Office when yeah. they <laughs> when he catches there's a camera there. It was, it's so weird. Yeah. It's a great segment. So cool you notice all these people. Because I was like, well, there should be people backstage, really. So when they show them now on TV and it's like, there's just 
to, to Ghost Town. Mm. The only person who sees Mr. Pipes from Ghost Watch. <laughs> but it's so, but it's, but it's not an organic behind the scenes. They're like, they're like NPCs in a video game. Like they're just waiting for you to walk over and press X so you can start a dialogue tree. <laughs> Like, if you were playing as Kurt Angle in this scene, if you'd walked a bit further to the right, you'd have started a fight with the old man with a rucksack. <laughs> but you chose to start a fight with Molly Holly instead. <laughs> really odd. <sighs> really odd. But great segment, and I love them, and I agree with you. The whole bit where they go through the side, Spike goes, come on, let's go now. Goes yeah. through, through the crowd, Spike's in the ring, they're yeah. chanting for Spike, Angle's going, all right, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, and this is how you make a lovable loser. Yes. It, Spike knows he's not going to win, but he's like, I'll challenge you. How dare you? You insult me a girlfriend. Uh, so he's going to fight him no matter what. Kurt's pretty tired from having to fight his way through the crowd <laughs> who are going banana at this. <laughs> Ref rings the bell while Angle still has his medals on. Spike ducks Kurt's clothesline and runs, causing Kurt to run after him. Spike gets one basement drop kick then takes a belly back on the outside. Ooh. Kurt then demolishes poor Spike and goes, woo! Eventually, Kurt delivers an Olympic slam on the outside, off the ring steps, because Spike Dudley has to take a crazy bump every time he has a match, bless him. Kurt is doing a great job of enjoying his work and soaking up the crowd's noise. Another slam, an ankle lock ends it, but Kurt keeps it on, so Molly comes in to beg him off. The Hollies come out and drag her away and keep her out of this business, and Kurt yells, Hey, watch this! And locks in the ankle lock again. Kurt is amazing. Mm. Everything he's doing. And this served two masters. It made Kurt look fantastic, as he always does. And it puts over Spike Dudley going, yeah, I don't care who you are. <laughs> if you're Kurt. He's basically doing hardcore Holly's gimmick. Yeah. Big but, shot Spike Dudley. But better. <laughs> but better. <laughs> I, I love this. I think Spike's... Would you? Where would you rank Spike Dudley in terms of those sympathetic losers? Like, Mikey Whipwreck is a name that always uh, comes to mind for stuff like that. Um, I think, but I think Spike. I think I think Spike's excellent in this role. Uh, it's I a really good thing do. you're saying. This might be his highlight in terms of people being sympathetic towards him because Spike was such a crazy bump taker. He became a guy people would show up to to see what bump he'd take mm. rather than being sympathetic. I think because of his size, he wasn't given the opportunity to actually run with it too much, which is a shame. But at the same time, he did take some crazy bumps and I'm guilty of going, oh, Christ, here we go. Yeah, there's a few times where you, you cringe a bit at them. But I thought, that, I mean, this bit I thought was great. But this is amazing. Yeah, this, Kurt's the best thing in the company now. Now that Triple H is gone, Old one-legged Pete yeah. standing at home. Kurt's the number one guy in Please the company. Please don't get hurt, Kurt. <laughs> oh, if Kurt gets Jesus hurt. Jesus Christ. Well, sorry, if Kurt King gets Ring, hurt, I say shut the company down. So King of the Ring 2001's coming up. That nice, safe pay-per-view. Yeah, I'll be fine with that, won't he? Uh, anyway, oh. uh, this segues into Lillian asking Kurt backstage if he's proud of himself. Kurt says, of course I'm proud. I'm proud to be an American and a champion for what I did to Spike tonight. And it's going to proudly do uh, what I did to Spike to Shane McMahon as well. <laughs> and then... Weirdly enough, James Bond theme. Whoa! Oh. Dean Malengo singles match. His last month as an active competitor and his match is against Raven. Uh, and also for the first time on TV, TLC3 still to come tonight. <laughs> hard sell, hard sell. Raven exchanges holds with Dean, which is weird to see. Uh, Dino escapes the DDT and gets a flying thingy before getting some weak-looking leg locks to no response. Who, put, who puts a Dean Malenko match after a Kurt Angle match? It's a bad idea. Mm. It's like following Gex with Croc. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. Gex looks wildly inferior. Tess, Tess pulls down his, shade, his, his, shade, his shades 
mm-hmm. stops doing coke for a second to go. That's right, Matthew. Put them back on. <laughs> Perry Sutton. Stops. Who did the best? Who did the best voice for Gex? Oh, nah. I'm rather partial to I say Leslie Phillips. Ding, I forgot his name. Thank you. Ding doll. Yeah, because Leslie ah. Phillips did it. I think Danny John Jules did it. Only. For the PAL For the PAL version. In America, they had some yank. Some yank. Chandler, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Pretty Prince Junior. <laughs> yeah, but it was those, those, the voices were only in the PAL. I'm like, oh. it's, just, it's just a crappy lizard game without them. You need the voices. Yeah. They make it. Ah, close encounters of the third kind. Scotty, be me backstage at the mm. Spice Girls concert. <laughs> Perfect. Me? My <laughs> reputation? <laughs> I loved him as like as like sleazy gex. That was great. Sleazy gex. Leslie I mean, Phillips. Danny Jules is it's a see you later alligator, but uh, it's good, but sleazy gex. Yeah, Leslie Leslie Phillips. It's diff. Valvinus gex. <laughs> well, less le, le, less of the uh, oh okay, less of the not. controversial well, statements. Yeah, sorry, ninety nine. Valvinus. Uh, Perry Sutton stops a Raven DDT by neck breaking him, and Malenko gets the jackknife for the victory. Then Sutton accidentally super kicks a chair into Dean. With Raven following with the Jeremy spoken class today DDT. <laughs> oh, okay, because it's even flow. Right? Even flow. That's another Pearl Jam song. Very good, Matthew. This was a bunch of stuff that happened. Oh, but then Perry Sutton is knocked for a loop for the second time in a week, and all I've typed here is "Oh no." <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. He looked. He was on the floor. He looked out of it like his eyes were all over. <laughs> oh, oh, Tom. I thought you were going to take the moral high ground here. <laughs> I'm sorry. There but... is that story of a UK talent who was bong-eyed uh, <laughs> in training one time. He took a bump and landed on his head. And you looked up and his eyes were no longer bong-eyed. <laughs> like, whoa! And he went, like that. And he went back to that. It's like, oh. Who is it? it was... No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, I'm no longer blind. Um, oh, well, in for a penny, out for in for a penny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, this was this results in a. Um, well, this is the beginning uh, of the Perry Saturn lull concussion angle. Yes, which people have debated back and forth. That says, is this punishment for being up Mike Bell? People have said yes. People have said no. I genuinely think it's somewhere that they went. You know what? This would be a good funny gimmick for Perry because he's currently got nothing on. So let's make him wacky. Yeah, oh. it actually, yeah, it actually gives Perry Saturn more screen time, so it's a weird punishment. But then I well. guess, I, I guess it's it's what you what what you determine to be a punishment. If you if you're a wrestler who takes yourself very seriously, being given a funny comedy gimmick that will get you over and a catchphrase is like, no, right. I want to be a serious yeah. wrestler. But Perry did this in WCW when it was that again. Speaking of weirdness. Jericho announced that he wasn't re-signing with WCW. So he had that. One of his last things he did in WCW before leaving was a feud with Perry Sutton. The story was that it was like they had a loser must wear a dress match. Yes. And it was like, ah, well, Jericho's going to lose this because he's leaving, right? But it got changed. I can't remember why. To Perry wearing it instead. But Perry went, all right. So he made the most of it. He would wear it for every every yeah. match he had on Nitro. He's kept it on. And I would go goffed up with the chains and stuff like that and goes, yeah, I'll make a gimmick out of it. And he would go, life's a drag, as he went to the ring. So I can imagine going to Perry and goes, all right, you know how Dean Malenko's dead sexy, right? He's got a gimmick where women just 
love him. They love him so much. Man of a thousand holds, and they want him. They want to show him all the. They want to hold him. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Heidi Guerrero's got that fiery Latin warrior stuff that Michael Cole says racistly every SmackDown. Oh yeah, your gimmick is you're gonna have half a brain. <laughs> I love it. I like, all right, thanks, Perry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Steve Blackman is playing with a stick back. Oh no. <laughs> Steve Blackman is playing with a stick backstage, and then Trish shows up to get changed behind the screen. And even Blackman is distracted, so he drops his stick. Okay. Then we follow with the whack of the night. Perfect time in there. <laughs> Undertaker warns Austin. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Undertaker warns Austin not get involved with his family again, or he'll involve his. And then that was the whack of the night. Blackman helps Trish get her bra on, and then Grandmaster Sexy sees Trish playing with Blackman's stick behind the screen. So basically so, there's a... So, have you seen Austin Powers? Yeah, so, so Blackman initially is distracted by Trish Stratus' silhouette. Sheesh. And uh, he goes backstage, he goes behind the silhouette to help her with a bra, and he's holding his stick in a very suggestive way, and Trish is like, oh, it's long and hard. And Blackman says, you should see what I hit people over the head with it, which is... I don't even know if that's a double entendre. I think it should have gone to Regal for the double entendre. No, I was going to say, yeah, I was like... She starts playing with Blackman's stick, and then we get some face acting from Sexy as he assumes Blackman has a four-foot-long cock. <laughs> what would have been funny? And all this needed was Regal and a monocle to spit tea everywhere. <laughs> ah, Tajiri must still be looking for them. That's you why. know how they could have done this, right? You just cut it slightly differently. So when you come back, you just see kind of like the top of the the shot. You don't see all of it. You see, you see, you see Blackman being called to go behind the the curtain and you see the stick and he's like oh wow like oh it's so long it's so hard yeah I hope you're then Grandmaster Sexy walks in and then he's like but then he reaches down and picks up Blackman's kendo stick oh that would be fucking <laughs> that would be amazing but a stick's here daddy <laughs> <laughs> and then they could have cut to commentary going oh well just get it because Blackman's got a big dick <laughs> That's just like, gonna make duck. That's just like, not for nothing, but that was bigger than me. My entire body. Bigger than Joey number duck. Well, you know what they say about, no, Cole, don't say it. You know what they say about big ducks? Blackman's got one. Oh, 100 smack of the night. <laughs> Subtle. Again, that angle was just for no reason, but. No. Everyone else is packaged. Smiles off Blackman is giant cock. <laughs> yeah, the new storyline is Blackman's got a massive pecker. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. It's that Genie's got a gun. It's Blackman's got a slong. <laughs> Blackman's got a slong. <laughs> the ref champion Austin is here in the ring to a big pop. Stupid California. <laughs> Taz says Austin is miserable, and that's coming from him. <laughs> Taz has improved so much over the last few weeks in commentary. <laughs> Austin says he has a sore throat. Uh oh! Oh no! Get off! Get off the show! Oh no! <laughs> X, X, X. Please leave the arena. Please. Road Dog will be signing autographs as a way of saying the bodies. Please leave. Medical team just swarm Austin. Put him in a hazmat suit. Show's over. Go home. Go home. Stick him in a cryo chamber till raw. We need Austin, damn it. So. He has a sore throat, so everyone needs to shut up so he could be heard. Crowd <laughs> go, hey, we're going to be louder because you said that. He hates losing, and he hates losing to Jericho. He doesn't deserve to be in the same building as Austin, never mind the same business. Crowd chants asshole at him, and he promises to leave if they carry on. The fake crowd machine chants it. 
which doesn't make any sense other than the fact that the crowd presumably stopped chanting it because they didn't want him to leave. <laughs> Please, we want to see a wrestler. If you we... keep on chanting that asshole.exe starts playing, it's like, oh, they must, they must say, oh, sorry, Austin. Sorry, Austin. It's just that we want to see Ooh, a wrestler boy. that we know. We're just kidding. <laughs> Austin changes mind stays. Austin shows the crowd that he was seconds away from countering Jericho's lion tame one roll, and he was seconds away from kicking out the lion soul. But bam, the man who made no mistakes hits him with a sledgehammer. This is basic. <laughs> this is basically Steve Austin doing a dry run of the Broken Skull sessions here, yeah. where he puts the video on and goes, "There I am, getting out of the thing." Wham! He comes in, hits the shot. Crowd pop. Thanks for the house. That's basically what we've got here, yeah. is a dry run of the Steve Austin yeah. podcast. Austin doesn't give a damn about Triple H's little leg. It deserved <laughs> everything he got. <laughs> and then, wait, Undertaker threatened Austin. Where was security? Austin was seconds away from unleashing hell on him anyway. And that's the way... The cookie and now that's out the way, let Stone Cold talk about Stone Cold. He's a fighting champ, and he'll put the title on the line against anyone. Just not in this place of... <laughs> Piece of poo town. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. Us is becoming way more and more deranged, and it's actually working for him. This was a I weird like segment. Like, it was, I don't know what, it, I, I don't know whether it was just a time filler or whether it is just, as you say, trying to get Steve Austin over as like this deranged character. So he just came out and went, let me talk you beat the beat through that match that we had on Monday. Anyway, uh, I'm a champ, but you're all shit. Bye. <laughs> Like, okay, about your little leg. Yeah, so someone out his partner's gone. <laughs> little leg. In, in, if you were playing EWR, this would be self-promotion ah, in, yeah. a, in a promo segment, which which may or may not get over because yeah. there's no target. <laughs> very good. Okay, thank you very much. Foley is good. Is number one at the box office. Wow, he's two for two. Mm-hmm, well Taz done, doesn't read many books, but he's read this one. <laughs> he needs them to to reach the top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of that yellow page. That's exactly it. Yes. <laughs> Where he goes to give the girl a kiss. Tajiri brings a giant tray of crumpets and tea. Oh, but here's Rhino. He wants a hardcore title shot. No, sorry, says Regal. You can't have a hardcore title shot tonight. All right, how about Austin? He just said he's not wrestling Rhino. I can't give you the shot. All right, then. How about Kane? Are you bloody mad? No one wants to wrestle Kane. You <laughs> mad man. He's, he's so cool. <laughs> Regal gives him the match and then tells Tajiri, have you seen the head on him? It looks like an orange on a toothpick. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, I take it back. Kurt Angle sucks. William Regal forever. <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? oh, I, I wish that Rhino, having done that, would have just put his hand in the crumpets, just grabbed a handful and eaten them. Bags. They're a fun bit. I told him I'm telling with the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Why is so? So is that how it works in this version of the WWF? Whereby if you oh. want a title match, you can just go and ask for one. But sometimes you have to win a rumble or a tournament. So it was like, oh, this just isn't happening. Can oh. I have a title match? No. Can I have an IC title match? Yeah, fine. Well, Triple H said, I want one. He goes, you're not getting one. How dare you threaten? That was the best segment. <laughs> Give me a match tonight. No, Osborne. No. Yeah. Can I please have a match? <laughs> <laughs> no. And oh. when, when Regal just jumped up and was just like, listen here, you bloody piece of bloody... Like, every so often, Regal... Like, Regal genuinely has the bollocks <laughs> of the wrestling world in his hands. He just chooses not to clasp. Yeah. Like, But if he did, like, everybody's fucked. Yeah. Triple H's like, oh, yeah? He's like... 
oh yeah, Christy is from like the Northwest. I just forgot he's from like Black- Billy Robinson and Dynamite <laughs> Kid. He's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Just you know, forgot yeah. he's from Blackpool. He'll beat fuck yeah. out of me. <laughs> Regal's a- everyone. Everyone has that that respect for Regal. And if Regal sizes you up, like, oh fucked. <laughs> oh yeah, we. Are. Oh right, he's only playing a silly bugger. Right? I'm trying okay. to think whether Austin and Regal ever had such an interaction in this era. They must do later on down the line with like Regal just going, shut up. Fuck up, Austin, you piece of shit. And I'll ask again, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, w- I hope we do. I hope that. we get that. I think I think we get that. Because no one talks about that Triple H one. We saw, they see the one with, he does with Eugene yeah. years later. That gets, that gets put That's on Twitter amazing. a bunch of times. But like that one, is that, it's even mm. harder because he's right. He's still in his British set with the flag of the Queen in the background. Yeah. So it's like, you listen to me. It <laughs> 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 comes out of nowhere. Leave me this crumpet that I'm gonna, I'm gonna roger you. Do you think it was? <laughs> do you think it's a bit? Do you think it's a bit of a curse that old Roger and Regal um, was so good in in any position? He's a bit of a like a sort of like a, the, like a Dolph Ziggler type, right? Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the sense that you can like Dolph Ziggler came back this week uh, in a, as a babyface near the top of the show, but he's so versatile that you can just kind of put him anywhere. Yeah. And Regal, I think, is so versatile that you can put him anywhere, which is almost a curse sometimes because then nobody really wants to commit you to being at the top because you're just so gosh darn useful wherever we need you. Yeah, he's like a British cane. Yeah. Because you're like, all right, Regal, you're so damn good. You don't really need these belts or whistles because you have enough bells. You're like the guy from Mary Poppins playing all the instruments at once. Yes. But we know, uh-oh, wait, the Ross of Snake Bitten, uh, Regal, you've got enough respect where we can do something with you. That's it. But then it's sad because then you never really achieve that stardom because you're so good that um, you never they never really go for it because they might need you from multiple other places. That's because you're so uh, versatile. That's a good point, actually. I mean, that's why it was so heart wrenching when, as obviously he's gone on the villain podcast, mm. about the 08 run where, okay, we're gonna actually push Regal. Mm. And, and then, then what happened? Life. Yeah, life happened then, but, didn't it? But you know what? You are right. But not everyone needs to win the world title. No, no. The Ted DiBiase, the Jake Roberts, the Razor Ramones of the world and everything else like that. William Regal's one of them. Yeah, he never wanted to. But I always got that sense that maybe, you know, whilst he never worries about such a thing, like it, I always remember that promo he did before he faced Cesaro in NXT. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there's that bit where he kind of looks down and he goes, I never got the one thing I truly wanted. And became a world champion. There's that little bit in there, and I know that it's it's acting, but you can tell that Regal's the sort of guy that goes like deep into his soul for stuff like that. Mm. Like when like I'm the same. If I do whenever I get to do promos and stuff, it's like you go into a little bit of your soul and you find something that. And, and I can feel like I felt that when he said that. I was like, it's probably a bit of a part of him that's like, oh, fuck. you know, I get that, I get that. Like, oh, yeah, but also you look at I look at his successes. He was with WWE as an active performer. From 2000 to 2013 was the match with Cesaro, I think, the last one he had. Yeah. And then he stayed on for another seven, seven years, eight years after that. Yes. I'm, that's a hell of a run. Yeah. Any wrestling. Absolutely. And to be entertaining, like he's not wrestling as well. So, Mm. yeah. Absolutely. I love Regal. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Anyway, Grandmaster Sex 8, Steve Blackman and Trish Stratus are here. Is this a setup for a joke? Um, they're appearing on Heat. What? They're hosting okay, Heat. Okay, they're hosting Heat. Great. All right. We're still, doing, and they're we're still wrestling. persevering with Heat. Yeah, and they're, and they're wrestling. Rudderless to censor. <laughs> who are still alive because 
they have no leader. Uh, so it's Bull Buchanan, the good father, and Ivory. What the hell is the... This is filler. This is go by a shirt. <laughs> Steve Blackman kicks Buchanan as the best match at WrestleMania 2000 takes on the worst match at WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> Trish and Ivory do something resembling wrestling. Crowd loves it. Good father tags in and Trish runs away from his train. Brian plays sex A in heat <laughs> before Blackman buzzsaws everyone. Trish spears Ivory while Bull lands a scissors kick and sex A lands the hip-hop drop on Bull for Blackman for the win. Uh, filler fun with Sex A then giving Trish the glasses, and they dance. Screw you, Rikishi. We don't need you or your attempted murder on this dance floor. <laughs> oh, attempted murder on this dance floor. That's actually all right. Better not kill the groom. He's um, injured. <laughs> now. Yeah, the great two-week run. This was this was fine. Um, they kept Trish's involvement simple. She's still finding her feet as a performer. Yep. So that's fine. Uh, Trish doing the worm at the end was good. Yep. She does the good. She does the worm good, mm. I thought. Um, this is the last time we'll see Grandmaster Sexy. Is it? Oh. No. Oh. So I'm usually good at checking these things, but I didn't realize he was... So wait a minute. So Sexy is on the show twice in two segments because this is what happens when you take all the tag teams and put them in the main event with everyone being paggered. Yeah. So even the filler is leaving the company. Even the filler What is... a great... Mate, WrestleMania X7... After the post, it's just watching all the leaves fall off a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, Bloody isn't hell. it? Very sad. We'll get down to that next week, then. Yeah, more on that next uh, week. Tom's friend, Kevin Kelly, asks how Perry is doing. Dean and Terry are worried. Oh, even more so when Perry says, rabbits eat lettuce so they can make babies. You're welcome. It's 2001, motherfucker! <laughs> He's concussed! It's wacky! Concussion Perry, the possibly punishment storyline begins now. Ha ha ha! He's stupid. <laughs> Stacker 2 presents Edge spearing Jeff Hardy off that ladder at WrestleMania X7. Good uh, reminder. As Edge calls it, the biggest DDT he's ever taken. <laughs> oh, and be real from Cypress Hill is here. Stacker 2, drugs. <laughs> now, Cypress Hill uh, in the news at the moment because... <laughs> well, they're moving more into rock away from hip-hop. So oh, like, they'll be a big rock superstar. Yeah. Live large. There's another Three victim. Cars, five cars. Taz's boy. Wait, not for the world. Sorry. Uh, and they've been touring with Limb Biscuit and Cold. In a, a tour oh, that's... Cold again? Um, what did they do? Um, I don't love how you love. Please don't leave me here alone. I'm I cold. don't feel how you feel. They did the soundtrack to... Oh, gosh. A pay-per-view in 03. Oh, uh, they did an right, very called, new metal they then. They did an album called A Different Kind of Pain. I like them, uh, but they're not okay. very well known. Uh, but they toured with them in a tour that was controversially sponsored by Napster. No. Mm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> People were a bit annoyed by that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So Napster gave them, Napster endorsed it. Look at Napster go and actually, you know, endorse That's actual awesome. artists. What a, what, a, what a gang. So, yeah, so be real from Cypress Hill Ringside because of this. <laughs> oh, no. I try to look for cold in our room of phone. Where's, where's my notes? Uh, there we go. <laughs> Edgy Christian aren't nervous about their match tonight. Everyone has a habit. Lillian's a bad interviewer, and Edgy and Christian have a habit of winning TLC matches. One, two, and the triple threat match at WrestleMania 2000. Also starring Bull Buchanan, that pay-per-view. There you go. Mentioned that three times tonight. Edge promises total victorification. <laughs> and these two will be ending their run together soon anyway, with King of the Ring 2001 coming up, which is mm. sad to think about, but at the same time, I can see why the 
think it's splitting them up because they have done everything. But speaking of which, here's Cool Kane, cool the IC Kane. champion. He's presented by Snoopy Tennis 2. <laughs> He's not. He's actually presented by Stacker 2 Fat Burner and Chef Boy ID, which is more silly oh, than the thing I've just said. I love the fact that it's Stacker 2 and Chef Boy ID. The circle of life, Tom. <laughs> Get yourself muscly, then eat this shit pasta. Yeah. Burn the fat you'll cause yourself by eating that dodgy pasta. Rhino is here, and he is mad. Kane has to wrangle him down to land his top rope clothesline. Rhino delivers go... What? Rhino delivers goes in the corner to Kane's back. Good type in Matthew. But Kane clotheslines him down on the third one, and it was a doozy. Rhino looks a little lost out there after taking such a brutal clothesline. Kane powers out of a camel clutch and lands an electric chair drop. Rhino keeps on coming, though, but Kane is there to dodge the gore and chokes hands him for the win. Eh, I wish Rhino got more offense in, but this was not the time for Rhino to be doing that in this mm. part of his career. And Cool Kane needs to be kept cool because no one else is cool right now. No one, one else is hot and bothered and in the, the hospital wing going, ooh, me little leg. But I do love Rhino and Kane. Like, I love Rhino squaring up to Kane. Mm. Like, that makes Rhino oh, look yeah. like a badass. The highlight of this match was Rhino challenging Kane and yeah. showing no fear. That and then the cool. match happened and it's like, go on, Rhino, get him. It's like, oh, God, he only comes up to his wheelie. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Happy Adam! No. I'll kill you. Yeah. It's like, I'll set you on fire with a match. <laughs> All right. Oh, God! All right, two matches. One for your head, one for the rest of your body. <laughs> Benoit and Jericho talk about how they don't think they have a chance against Austin, Triple H, and Raw. Oh, they didn't think they had a chance, but they won. I love how... I put, wait, why did they say that? Doylems. They they like they're presenting like Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit like this past Raw is like the biggest night of their lives, the biggest win of their careers. Benoit's a former WCW World Champion. Can we just remind ourselves? Undefeated and an WCW undefeated one at that. Heyman likes it. <laughs> like, can we can we not can we can we remember that? Is that that doesn't count, does it? No. Okay, fine. Like winning a tag match against Triple H. Well, to be fair, by the time he won it, that's as. <laughs> It meant as much as that. I feel like they're doing them such a great disservice by the way they present them as plucky underdogs. Never mind that bollocks. He has two victories over The Rock. Yes! He's beat The Rock! If it wasn't that no good Foley. It's just... <laughs> I just... I don't like the way they present them as <clears throat> plucky underdogs. I think they're doing their best to show, like, wow, what an amazing superstar mega team that... But you can do that, that Triple without... H and Austin were. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I mean, yeah, I guess, but... you got to protect the dudes who you're losing at the same time <sighs> the guys go... That's why wrestling's so complicated, isn't it? You mm. have these lads come down here, these guys go up, but they can't just, you know, beat them in three seconds or anything like that. No, I guess. Unless you're, you know, Goldberg. <laughs> and a main event, for the first time on TV, not pay-per-view, TLC. Three. You've got to hold up your fingers like it's the Magnificent Seven. Uh... All right, here we go. Everyone brawls, so Edge and Christian try to get the quick win by getting the ladder and going for it behind everyone. Doesn't work. One day, that needs to happen. One money in the bank, they mm -hmm. mix it up because they've done everything that they can do in that match. They just go, everyone's brawling on the outside and then some guy just goes and gets it and matches over in 10 seconds. Kind of happened in I my house. I love it when they happen. Kind of happened in my house when me and my brother did a ladder match on SmackDown 2. I think it was Rikishi versus Viscera. And it was back in that game where you, when you when you went up the ladder, you ran up the ladder. So it was like, yeah. ran up the ladder, fell down, ran up the ladder, fell down, ran up the ladder, grab the belt. <laughs> Rikishi won. For eight seconds, that yeah. ladder match was. We did a ladder match one time. Was, I say backyard wrestling. It was. It was in this little uh, hall that let us do it. Um, 
this is way back when, um, in Bishop Auckland. And I'm recording it and doing commentary. Scooby, can we do some wrestling? Yeah, pretty much. Are? Well, I just didn't tell him. Was cleaned Thank up. You. He was cleaned up afterwards and there was a lot of debris. But a lot of match had the belt dangling from the ceiling and all this. And we told, all right, so, you know, I'll protect, I'll change the names, protect the innocent. So, Jimmy, you're winning. All right, okay, so we'll do this stuff. They'll go over the match. And then Bill goes up and, you know, just decides in the moment, I guess. He just got caught up and just grabs the <gasps> belt. So I'm doing commentary going, here he is. He, will, he grab the, will, will he grab the belt? Yeah, he will, the prick. He's not scheduled to win. <laughs> The best commentary. He just saw it. He just saw it. He just shot on it. Oh, he shottingly won a ladder match. Wow. Disgraceful scenes. Did Bill apologize after? <laughs> he just got excited. Well, that's what you, why you do it. He was just like, well, you know, it was there. Put it on. <laughs> it was there. I wanted to win. It's like, it's like the lamp in Aladdin. Just, he couldn't not touch it, you know. Wow. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Is there footage of that anywhere? Yeah. Uh, like on a DV tape somewhere. Oh, right? we need to find Just it. Just me, me and blind at the dude going, I want to hear your early commentary. <laughs> I want to hear your Spoilers, it's Wigan. the same as it is now. <laughs> Not true. I think I burned it onto DVD ages ago. I'll have to go look for it. Please find anyway, it. Anyway, please find it. Matt Hardy and Christian get pushed off the ladder and onto the, uh, the ropes by Benoit, who's then chopped and punched stiffly by a mad bubba. <laughs> Matt Hardy says, set, uh, gets set up on a table on the outside. As Cole says, these men are risking their careers... Benoit misses a crazy splash off the top rope to the outside. That, and that's a mistake, and is a move that fucked up Benoit because they would mm. show that clip during the Please Don't Try This at Home, and that's they where it just came. They did. There's, do you know what? There's, this is a very clippable match. It, oh, it, Loads in this. Even yeah. there, was, there was one shot at the beginning where it's um, Benoit at the bottom of the ramp and Jericho at the top of the ramp. And I always seem to remember that iconic shot where like Benoit's already out there and Jericho's coming out as well. And I just it's that particular shot I always remember. There's a few yeah. others in this as well. Oh yeah, no, this is a I'll say as I was gonna say this at the end, but I'll say it. I remember this match being underwhelming compared to the mm. pay-per-view ones. Uh wrong memory. Yeah. Like no, they misremember. Hey, well, we'll, we'll carry on with the yeah. nothing's happened. Benoit is dead. Pause for effect. Uh, sorry, I'll give you 5K, Jericho. As uh, Tez calls for medical help. Benoit is stretched out as we go to break. We return with Edge and he gets in the belts, but then Jericho puts him on top and locks in the walls on the very tippy top to a big pop from the crowd. Christian pounds him off, and then Christian takes the same wacky bump he took at WrestleMania 2000, where instead of landing on the ropes, he misses the ropes and just spots on the outside. Oh, horrible. Bubba then suplexes Jeff off the very top of the ladder at Big bumps everywhere Ridiculous. from these lads. Everyone down, so Benoit shows up, clutching himself. Ooh, uh. Edge and Christian immediately batter him like your mum's fish supper. <laughs> Benoit screams a lot, so the Dudleys unleash the what's up headbutt. Jericho takes out the Dudleys with safe chair shots to the back, which I thought was nice. Oh, it's the same professional. Christian then just shows up and executes Jericho with the shot to the head. Oof. <laughs> it's like, it, it's so like. Bang. Oh, there there we go. Oh, they're safe. Christian. No, no, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> Bang. Uh, Devon launches Christian midway off the ladder to send Christian through a table via a 3D. Nice. It might be a 4D. Cool. <laughs> Matt slams a TV monitor on the Bubba, and then Jeff gets the Steve Blackman-sized ladder ready for Bubba, and then Matt murders Bubba with a chair. Just absolutely Man, they didn't give him. a fuck, some of these lads. Oh. Um and then does the alley-oop over the big ladder. 
Is it Aliyup how you call it? Or Leapfrog, I should say. It's the Leapfrog leg drop. Leapfrog, uh, uh, yeah, Aliyup. what you said. Uh, of the big ladder and kills Bubba a second time for leg drop through the announce table. Matt gives Devon a twist of fate midway off a ladder and then Edge spears Jericho off the top of a damn ladder. The remains of Benoit drag a ladder with one arm and somehow mashes the pad to get the title to end a hellacious match. Again, mm. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking when I saw this the first time and thought, yeah, well, they did better stuff in the pay-per-view. What the fuck? They killed each other they out there. They absolutely went for it. There was a couple of other little iconic moments in this Go match. On. Edge with the walls of Jericho on the ladder. Yep. Uh, and that shot, I think, of Edge in pain with mm. the, in the walls is amazing. Um, the, 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 there was a table spot near the end. The announcer table spot near the end was phenomenal. Yep. The spear that, that was the finish. I the, the uh, Being hypercritical... The finish kind of felt a little bit out of nowhere, but I guess that's the point. Because it was Edge yeah. hitting a spear on Jericho and then Benoit, like, minutes later, climbing up and doing it. Right. Like, was, I right, was right. expecting maybe at least one more person to run up and try and stop Benoit, and then Benoit maybe do something to send them packing and then grab the title. I think because Benoit, like that promo, that overcame the odds. Yeah. The first time Edge Christian have not won one of these matches. Mm. So not only have they beat Austin Triple H, but... They've done this. They've uh, conquered everything. The, the mountain has come to Muhammad. Yes, indeed. They've come over the Alps, the, the, the elephants. Mm. Other historical things. They're doing all the things. <laughs> um, and I think this was an amazing match. There is part of me that can't watch these matches guilt-free because I go, okay, the Ross is packed and we need these new up-and-coming people to yeah. replace them. Okay. I know you need ratings. I know Shasta McNasty can't carry UPN forever. And cannot survive on Shasta McNasty alone. Exactly, <laughs> yes, that famous, famous biblical quote. A famous but, biblical quote. But at the same time, they went out there and just destroyed one another. Yeah. And crazy bumps, and I like that. But I'm there going, I know what's going to happen next week. Because King Ring 2001, the whole thing is, Jericho, Benoit, and Austin is the main event. And they're all, they're all the walking they're wounded. All working wound, yeah. It's like a World War One hospital out there. <laughs> And I, why is that? Oh, I don't know. Probably because of this. Because <laughs> so. you needed to do something to sort of pop a buy rate, to pop a. Uh, pop they need to distract from the fact to... that, oh, okay, look, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Uh, Triple H out is fucked everything. Rikishi's out. Undertaker's not here for some reason. I'm not mm. sure he's even at King of the Ring 01. No, he is. Because we have a. Oh, God, we I have just quite a key angle. Oh, no. All right. Quite a key angle. King Perry Sutton can't be in the main event because he's stupid. Um, <laughs> So, Eddie Guerrero is not long for the world. Uh, Grandma's Sexy is also going. TLC three. All right, well, well, it's it's one of those like in case yeah. of emergencies, psh, like do TLC. Just let's put the whole tag division in the main event. Yeah, because <laughs> we have nothing right now. We're struggling to think of what we're doing. We've seen if Freddie Prince Jr. wants to be on TV now. <laughs> but you know what? Having said that, compared to a few of the other weeks we've had, this was a very memorable, very entertaining SmackDown. It, do you know what? Bloody love this SmackDown. Mm. Loads of good stuff in there. Considering, you know, the the the, the pool they're drawing from is a, is a bit shallower than normal. We had a really fun show. It meant that other people got to step up and take more of a more prominence. So Spike Dudley mixing it with Kurt Angle, which I thought was really cool. And then that match, as you say, it's 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 one you watch with two minds in the sense that the roster is knackered. And so, you know, when you, you know, when everybody's hurt, why, why put on a demolition derby? Um, 
but then also it's a spectacle of a main event yeah. and it's a match that like still to this day stands up as an excellent mm. an excellent wrestling match it's been going all right all right lads, let's go for a clean sweep yeah go on that's it everyone's and- gonna get injured Let's just, just knock everybody out. Yeah, we're not, we're not making it to O2. Just go out the <laughs> uh, What was something you remember from this show? I think the obvious one is the TLC match. Uh, I was going to go with that, but I'll, I want to say instead, I remember distinctly still the memory of seeing Tajiri. Nice. Because I went, did the DiCaprio point? Tajiri, yeah. Tajiri from the, my uh, Delta Division ECW VHS. <laughs> Tajiri, Taj. Himself, it's the man, Tajiri, yes. And he's, you know, and again, the fact that he got a big pop from the crowd. It's like, yes, yeah. Because not all these two guys have had that. Just incredible. A few weeks ago, when I've got extreme memories here, crowd. <laughs> Burger King, and then you whop it down your neck. Or... <laughs> On par with just shrugging, like, what? Uh, <laughs> what about yourself? What was something you remember? My only memory of this show was the TLC match. Before, Absolutely you know, fair enough. Was isn't it? just just because it was it blew blew my mind, and it did to this day. Um, so in terms of what I forgot, there's quite a few things. But what did you forget from this show? I forgot how effing good that Kurt Angle Spy Dudley segment was. I challenge you to a match. All right, it went like now. <laughs> let's walk to the ring from the back. Hey, and just follow them. Oh, it looks so cool. Yeah. I was going to say that as well, but I will also say, um, Don't Rhino, say those guys Rhino the calling out <laughs> yes, the, the leather jacket man, yeah. Rhino calling out Kane, and I, at the time I, yeah, I and uh, I like those, and I thought, oh, okay, that's cool. That made Kane look, that made Rhino look like you know a tough Mother Hubbard, you yeah. know, to to be actually calling him out like that. I think was was a really really good yeah. shout. They looked at each of the guys and goes, look. They're going to lose the match, but the fact that they're challenging these people. <laughs> yes. Respect. The fact that they just, they're just they inviting this on, I think. Is... Like ECW itself. They knew they were losing and not getting paid, but still go out and do their best. <laughs> they kept on keeping on regardless. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week, all being considered. Oh, don't. No. Snake, the snake bit roster. Yeah. no I called to Holic. We'll be ready to talk about the snake bitten. Roster. Uh, show of 2001, where we were saying goodbye to Sex A and others. Uh-huh. What's on the agenda for you till we speak next? Recovery. Recovery still. Oh, I knew Botchmania, which I think has been three weeks since the last one, but I've been dying, so how dare you? That's a good excuse. Uh, and we'll be on the podcast, which will have come out by now. Yeah. The normal. I've heard it. Vanilla. <laughs> Ross begging me to come back because he, he can't be asked reading all that stuff. <laughs> Bless him. Did a very good job, Ross. And all of his impressions of me. And well done for them taking the moral high ground and not doing Puppet Mafu. Like <laughs> I didn't realize that was an option. Yeah. I would have, made, I would have happily contributed to Puppet Mafu. Like, oh, no, it's all right, Matthew. We're not passive aggressive like you. Uh, <laughs> Are we Puppet Mafu? No, man, we're not like. Yeah, oh, they... I'll tell you what I like all video games. <laughs> I don't love. Man, I don't fucking love this. Super Mega Man. Oh, good, that. I use a soundtrack yeah. when Sabu misses a dive. <laughs> So, Matthew, what do you think of NXT 2.0? Oh, I don't watch stuff. That's not 20 years old. <laughs> you mean ECW? NWA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. This thing. Uh, <laughs> what a good booker. Yeah, Vern Gagne. Here's one hell of a booker. I'll also be nice. uh, streaming more of Dynamite Kids. Amazing book. <laughs> it's taken us fucking forever to get through it, but it is very interesting. He's very... Apparently, Finn Martin helped him write it, which makes sense. He's able to digest the bullshit and process it. Uh, I think they're like, how does how his, how his, how his hand while he was... <laughs> while he had the cartridge pen. 
Well, Dick, Finn or, might have... or it was a case of me just go, oh, fuck. Finn, run out of ink in my cartridge pen. Could you bring some cartridges? <laughs> yeah, so no problem. No problem. No problem. Dynamite. I don't know why he calls him Dynamite. <laughs> Dynamite. Do do to... Hello, hello, kid. As I come through the door, do you want me to take the pants out of the washing machine as well? <laughs> Hi, where's my Sky card? <laughs> you bring a Sky card as well. I want to watch the snooker. It's so bad because I've used that picture of Dynamite Kid, what like being interviewed to do something with the please insert your Sky Digital card in the background. And because me, I shaved my head and was like, Matthew, why is a picture of the back of your head? That's <laughs> <laughs> your webcam set up. <laughs> oh, they're great. I love those Twitch streams. The chat's, the chat's amazing. Oh, I'm listening to this as well, so I love all of you. Oh, uh, Tom, gosh. what have you got for us? Uh, well, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, a brand new Desert Island Graps dropped on Wednesday, yeah. featuring the it's featuring Impact Wrestling star Killer Kelly. Killer oh! Kelly's on. I've mentioned. It depends that the person that she's engaged to. Yes, I set them up. Oh, not in a very weird way. No. I'd have definitely brought this up with her if I'd known. Uh, so she likes Botchamania. It's like, like many of the, the good And also her, her partner is a big fan of Triple Jump. I found That's out. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves I, Triple I, Jump. I told Triple Jump, yeah, yeah, they're big fans. Like, oh, wow. I, I saw him at last. Oh, whenever the last, uh, 2020, I think it was. Yeah. Jesus, that's sad. But yeah, they were, she wanted like, hey, can I do an intro? Because of course you can. And she said, hey, come here, you. And the guy who just been this tour, like, oh, what do you want? He was like, can you help me do this? And they did this little segment and that's how they started talking to each other. Oh, wow. And apparently the guy, AJ, said that he thought she was a bit annoying to begin with and then they did that they got to talk to each other. Wow. And they're engaged. No, they're married. Are they married now? They're married. There she is. I hit my I hit my pocket so hard, my earphones went off. Oh. <laughs> I pressed them again, they went off. That's great. Like nice. a good good but trick yeah. that. Oh, they're married now. Yeah. Oh, it's even better then, isn't it? Oh, wow. Oh, well, that's the evolution of engagement. Well, you know what? That's a little extra on the Desert Island Graps you might have heard on Wednesday with Killer Kelly. Oh. Uh, she's brilliant. We spoke for about two hours. She's, she's a big fan of Kane, so <laughs> that's that's already a winner as far as I'm concerned. So that was great. So Killer Kelly on Desert Island Graps on, from this other week. Um, Coming up, what's coming up this week? Uh, well, we've had a whole week of classic reviews. That hasn't happened in a long time. Oh, bless through, yeah. For one reason or another. A whole week, you got a whole subscription of the classic Raw, classic Nitro, classic Smackdown reviews. They're all here. Classic Raw review next week uh, is going to be interesting because it's remote because Jack Atkins is working uh, from home for the next couple of weeks. So we're doing them via Zoom. So if you watch on the Patreon, you may very well get to see uh, Pablo and Louis meeting for the first Aww. time so that's exciting that's a thing that could potentially be happening fingers crossed for that one um and if you haven't watched it yet i had loads of fun putting together uh, a video on the history of steel cage matches mm. which you can watch on the youtube channel right now wonderfully edited by uh, lukey blue shoes by luke osborne from our channel beautiful editing job on that one you can watch that on the youtube channel right now some cracking editors in this place we do well don't we we've done all right and if you want to be a part of the cultaholic classic raw review or cultaholic classic night review or the cultaholic classic smackdown review you now can we have an email address it is classic at cultaholic.com your memories your thoughts your 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 questions your whatever send it that way and you can be part of the podcast next week and until we are next back together he is at matthew greg on twitter i'm at tom campbell on twitter We are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Season one, why didn't you watch the JVC Kaboom of the Night? 
You're a sin brutus coming from a mile off. <laughs> Love you, bye. The Rock's real name is Chris Jericho. <laughs> up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.